0: Hey guys! So glad you joined us for another episode of Ian M. Today we are so grateful. In a couple minutes, we're going to be talking to Nielsen Mudray of Enjoy Co. And I am so glad we are here for it all, especially around the topic of flow today with him. He is going to talk to us about having more joy, more flow, and more fun. Ultimately, even in our emotional work we're doing, and I think that that is exactly what is needed this time of year and always biased by a seven here, but I think that as much as possible, you do want positivity whenever it can be ethically based positivity that also acknowledges seasons for grief, seasons for processing, seasons for grit. But hopefully there's an element of joy in and through a lot of that. So that is our goal and our gain today. As you listen with us, I'm so grateful that you are listening and I'll tell you more about Neil in just a couple of minutes and then he's coming on. But I wanted to remind you guys that as we approach the seasons, make sure you are getting as we finish up this whole year of this month talking about communication, that you guys are staying open and processing together. You know we have lots of resources and today starts our 12 days of deals for Christmas and so we know that you guys are getting discounts all over the place and we want to be part of that. So today you can find deal one and you can ongoing find them in our newsletter or follow us on Instagram at Enneagram and Marriage and grab in the stories you'll find the deal coupons. But we are going to Be having deals on literally everything, and they're 12 mini flash sales. So today is day one. And if you use the code day one, not hard at all, D-A-Y, the number one, then you go ahead and go over to Enneagram and Marriage and you can get $10 off a glow guide. That is your pairing guide for you and your pairing. And I love thinking this through with you this year as to exactly what we need to do together to make sure that we are communicating well. So that is where I wanna start, you guys, in terms of finding your joy and your flow. And then before Neil comes on, I just wanna say, I hope you guys can think with me for a minute about where you're finding your joy and your flow this year really that focus place of wow I'm not even noticing I'm doing something I love here's what it is I'm putting it in the midst of my calendar even though I know it's hard and it might be Christmas baking it might be that you are going for a jog I know I've finally been enjoying jogging again outdoors because I've actually changed from mad fit right back over to jogging after literally like 10 months because we have like two months of amazing jogging here in South Florida. So I'm totally taking advantage of it. And this is such a flow state for me. I found my whole practice that I started over a decade ago on the road jogging. I started our first basically glow gala, our first dinner dance for couples on the road. And now I'm back out there in open spaces or sometimes in the woods still with my son or my hubby, but really just grateful for that flow state. I also love my journaling space and just find such solace in taking some quiet time in the morning to journal and to even have just some solitude. So whether you're walking or sitting or jogging or doing something else, be aware that we're all different types of learners. And so just soak up some wonderful flow this year. And also as we move into the next, whenever you're listening and Neil is going to tell us more in just a second, but I really wanted to just let you have a minute first to say, where can I find that flow and that joy in my life? And How can I bring that to my partner too? Because we know when we have something to refresh us, we come to our spouses with an overflow versus a deficit. And that is always the goal here. And I know exactly at this time of the year, it's not always happening for us. And you might even have to set some boundaries. That's why we just talked about boundaries and we're talking about them all month long in our collective. So, Really, really happy that we get even more additional bonus work basically here with Neil because he and Carly have developed an entire program. And to give you a quick intro, Neil is a husband, father, Christian marketer, mustache enthusiast, I like that one, and buffalo wings connoisseur. his he's passionate about helping you achieve positive change without shame, guilt and fear. and they love and this is one of my favorite parts about Neil and Carly they love to share content containing scientific breakthroughs on joy. so I am so grateful for that and I hope you'll grab his freebies, hear about his book. They have an awesome newsletter called the Enjoy Co that you can also grab so everything is in the show notes but of course you're gonna get to meet Neil right now with me. So let's go and let's flow and let's glow. Okay, that was a lot, but let's do this. Okay. Neil, we are so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage pod. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: I'm so excited to be here, both Enneagram and Marriage. These are two things I love to talk about. So perfect fit.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad our audience is totally pumped. We are ready for joy. We are ready for flow. This is the season. We want all of it whenever you guys are listening. So tell us about yourself and Enjoy Co and how it started.
1: Yes. So for those of you listening, I am Neil Samudre. I am one half of the founders of Enjoy Co because I found it with my wife, Carly Samudre. <gasps> so she's the licensed therapist and i'm the coach Mm -hmm. and you know we came up with this vision back in 2020 before the pandemic Mm -hmm. this was like january 2020 we had this vision for an emotional health and wellness company that just made emotional health simple Mm -hmm. fun and engaging wow you know we saw a lot of private practices uh, that, you know, they talk about doing emotional work and they all talk about it in the same way. It's like, get ready to come in and do the hard, hard work. Yes. You know, that that doesn't make you feel pumped to go to therapy. It's
0: true. <laughs> You're right. It's kind of a dreadful walk over there. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, you only go when something's like really wrong. But, you know, I'm a marketer and I was like, there's a big gap here because I love going to therapy. And I feel like therapy has a marketing and branding problem. Like mm-hmm. you should be pumped about positive change mm-hmm. because of what lies on the other side, joy. Yes. And so I brought this up with th- with Carly. She's the mm-hmm. therapist. Mm-hmm. And on the side, I've been spending years just researching positive psychology because I geek out on that sort of stuff. Awesome. And so I went to Carly and I was like, let's create a company where we uh, marry these two. You know, we talk about joy and positive psychology. We bring it into the therapy room mm-hmm. and we just talk about emotional health and wellness in a way that's simple to understand and enjoyable for people. Because here's the thing, mm-hmm. you stick to the things you enjoy. And so if you enjoy therapy, you're going to stick to it. And, you know, in our world today, we all need more therapy and joy. So we try to make that experience as joyful and as simple as possible. And so that's how EnjoyCo started.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. And what a great reminder for everyone listening. I actually had somebody this week contact me saying, I want to bring somebody in my family in, but like, I have to figure out how can we interview the therapist because they have such a stigma. So it is so nice to hear you saying You guys will leave feeling uplifted and of course it has to be the right fit, but you're bringing this not only to people, but to coaches, to therapists. So thank you for just reminding us all that joy is an amazing result we can get from doing our work, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, well, tell us a little bit and we're going to get so much more into your work, which I love. Tell us a little bit first though, about how you and Carly met and your Enneagram types and all.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I am a hardcore Enneagram three.
0: Cool. And
1: three wing four. That's me. That car Carly is a hardcore Enneagram two. Oh, two wing one.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh, I love that combo. How fascinating that you both have that one and four piece of, you know, healthy perfectionism and you know, the right, the right way to blend those two wings. I feel like the one and the four can go so well together. Do you ever see that?
1: absolutely oh. and, you know carly she goes to her four a lot like mm. she has this huge artistic side one of her hobbies mm. is writing poetry mm. she just wow. like and she can really just sit in those deep hard emotions like and that's just perfect for her work as a therapist mm. uh but yeah so she's the two and I'm the three.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> We're like the, we own that heart triad.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. You really do. And that combo I find spends a lot of time themselves together. I feel like they work really well together. Just about every two, three couple we've had on the show or that I've done my own therapy with, um, or coaching have really shown us that they can spend large amount of times more than any other pairing I've actually seen, um, together. Is that true for you guys that you can spend a lot of time together each week? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're always together. Mm. I mean, we both work oh. from home. We oh. start this business together. <laughs> we're just <gasps> always around each other.
0: Oh my gosh. That is why it's such a fly, high flying pair. It's like you guys work well together and, and not to say there aren't issues, but what are some things briefly that you would just remind two, three couples of with or without the wings there? Because it's just so fascinating.
1: Yeah. You know, there's this stigma that threes can't really dive into their emotions. Mm-hmm. And I, I fight against that because mm-hmm. I am a very emotional three. I mean, I have an emotional health and wellness company. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. I did not start out that way. Okay. <laughs> you know, I started okay. very much in a logic first, like do anything it mm-hmm. takes to reach the goal. And okay. Carly uh, okay. just being the people first person that she is Mm -hmm. really brought the emotional side out of me and now Mm -hmm. i wear my heart on my sleeve Mm -hmm. and everything i do is just for uh just for people and plugging people into a bigger purpose and meaning um and so all that to say like two and threes really have that powerful dynamic with each other where they can bring out the best in each other you know threes i feel like they have this superpower where they can see the potential in someone and call it out Mm -hmm. and twos have this power where they can just make anyone feel loved
0: yes and
1: i feel like in this shame triad Mm -hmm. this heart triad Those two pairings are just so phenomenal. Like you need a three calling out the best and the potential, and a two, and you need a two, just Mm -hmm. calling out the worthiness and belonging, and a three because a three is just hustling for their Mm -hmm. own worth and significance, same as a two, just in different ways.
0: Yes, that's a great point that you guys both being part of that sadness and sadness and shame triad can really speak to the depths of both sides of that coin, that whether they're Feeling people are feeling exposed as not being strong or proficient, or if they're just feeling unloved. You guys help on both sides, and how cool that you pair that as a coach and a counselor, too.
1: Absolutely. So, let me talk about how we met. Back to your original question.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I almost squirreled away. Thank you.
1: (laughs) So, this is a fun story, and I do love telling this story, but Mm -hmm. we actually met in college. We were both in acapella groups
0: interesting groups <laughs> yeah. so not even the same acapella group
1: not the same acapella group <gasps> if you've ever seen the movie pitch perfect that was our undergrad
0: oh my gosh that's cool <laughs> oh my god so
1: i was in an all guys acapella group and she just the night we met she just got into uh the all girls um christian acapella group and so, we met on what we call our like newbie night, where we go and we pick up our new members, and we all go to IHOP. And so we met with
0: Anna Kendrick.
1: <laughs> oh man! Well, we met at IHOP, just, <gasps> and it was amazing. And we, it was kind of crazy. We found out that uh, so we went to a large college, but. We found that her dorm room was exactly two floors up from, like, my dorm room. Exactly. Um, And then the next year, we moved off campus. And lo and behold, she moved in the house right next door. Uh, It was, yeah, we just kept following each other. And ever since then, we've just been inseparable.
0: Oh, oh my god. Gosh, that is so crazy. So you really have followed each other unintentionally and now intentionally. Oh, that's so cute. How long have you guys been married now? Eight years. Congratulations. (laughs) I hope you celebrate all of those years when you have your anniversaries.
1: Oh, yes. And we have a 18 month old son, Jude.
0: Oh my goodness. What a cutie. So you have your family and you have your holidays coming up. I'm so happy that you are not only sharing that within, like you said, you spend a lot of time together, but also to us because we need all the joy and the bliss. And I love how your new freebie really encompasses that. Like that's something that I've noticed from following your page that you guys have upgraded your website and it now uh, just speaks joy to me when I visit it. So thank you for your website. Which of course we'll be sharing in the show notes, but also tell us a little bit about how we can pair. Cause you've piqued our curiosity now, how can we pair our emotional work with this positivity and this walk toward bliss?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will say this first off, we have this idea about positivity and being positive in today's culture which just looks like a form of what we call toxic positivity, mm-hmm. which toxic positivity is this idea, this lie mm-hmm. that only positive emotions are acceptable yeah, and all the bad emotions should be shunned, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and for a lot of people, uh, they say things like just be positive, be grateful, all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But they're really just mimicking that toxic positivity, which Mm -hmm. to us, like that's not living emotionally healthy. Yeah. You know, we need all of our emotions. We talk a lot about joy at EnjoyCo Mm -hmm. and really at the foundation of joy is uh, the willingness to embrace all emotions, both good and bad. And so when we talk about marrying this emotional work with positivity, first, the first step is opening us ourselves up to experiencing all emotions, mm-hmm. good and bad. Yes. Experiencing anger. Yes. to Experiencing shame. Yes. Experiencing guilt. guilt. Yes. To experiencing fear. Because here's the thing. These emotions when felt and processed within our bodies mm-hmm. can lead to something good. Mm-hmm. And only when we're, we open ourselves up to experiencing all emotions. Can we then arrive at joy, that deep internal gladness?
0: Hmm. Okay. So when we pursue joy of its own accord, often we miss, is what you're saying, because we're looking for that sense of just false positivity sometimes, like, oh, I can just bypass the emotion.
1: Absolutely. And you know, it plays out like this in a person's mind. Imagine whack-a-mole.
0: You know mm-hmm.
1: at an arcade or a carnival mm-hmm. like a mole pops up and you smack it down quickly when mm-hmm. people feel any uncomfortable emotion if mm-hmm. they uh are operating in emotional unhealthy ways mm-hmm. they if they feel shame pop up they'll smack it down if they mm-hmm. feel fear pop up smack it down rather mm-hmm. than Uh, tuning in and listening to what are these emotions actually trying to tell us about what we value what we fear and who we are, uh, what our beliefs are, and the more we can lean into these emotions we can gain more awareness and clarity uh, of our lives and that leads to joy.
0: That makes sense. So when we're experiencing this kind of uncomfortable for some of us, some of us, like if we're in our four space, we're a bit more comfortable, but otherwise we might feel it's impractical if we're a one, three or five, or, you know, those sevens and twos and nines, we might be feeling like, oh man, like I, I feel like I have to just stay positive. Or the sixes and eights might say, uh, you know, this is passionate, but I, I want to have passionate joy. You're saying we have to hit, those dark nights of the soul in order to get past it. That is interesting.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Wow.
0: Yes. And how do we do that in your recommendation without, and this is something I'm literally, yes, I know this, but I love to hear your perspective on how it's done for a lot of people. Cause I'm sure you guys see people do it differently.
1: Yeah. So really, you know, in our book, We have seven principles for building what we call a start from joy lifestyle, which we can get to that later. But one of the principles is be curious with your emotions. Hmm. And all that is, is that when an emotion pops up, instead of diving into some maladaptive coping response, Mm -hmm. which, you know, whenever you feel pain, it's natural to want to escape it, to want to... Uh, protect ourselves in some way but oftentimes this can lead to self-sabotage because what happens is if i feel shame and my instant response is to puff up in defensiveness right Mm -hmm. then what that does is uh that destroys intimacy and relationships right Mm -hmm. and so really the first step is to When you feel that rush of emotion, that like 90 second chemical reaction in your body Mm -hmm. to breathe and pause Mm -hmm. before jumping into any immediate action, Mm -hmm. breathe, pause. And even if you're in a conflict with someone and they make you feel shame or fear, guilt, and you feel yourself being activated, Mm -hmm. be willing enough. To say, hey, I need to step away from this conversation Mm. to gather myself for a minute and then I'll come back. Or saying something like, hey, can I process something with you? Mm. And giving a space for that emotion to exist. This is what we call emotional safety. A lot of us, when we feel those negative emotions, we feel emotionally unsafe. And when you feel unsafe, Either physically or emotionally, this is what prompts that maladaptive coping response where you mm. have to, you have to do anything it takes mm. to get out of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. Yes. I'm I'm loving that. I'm noting that because that's a good point. And and I'm sure you're saying even do the, doing this maritally too. Cause I keep thinking of the holidays, but this is probably a great tip for couples all through the year, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Giving space for emotions, yeah. because a lot of times we give space for escaping the hard emotions and running away from them, Yeah, but just creating space. And I will say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's OK if you don't feel 100 percent emotionally safe yet or feel comfortable to explore those emotions like this is a practice. It's not going to happen overnight. Okay. But we need to start building this into our relationships this emotional awareness and safety that allows us to uh, approach hard topics and mm-hmm. stay level and wise through them.
0: Good point. And thank you for telling everybody. As you're trying this on, give yourself and your spouse some grace because it's going to be sticky and uncomfortable at times. But I also like how you said, don't just say, I need some space and leave it because I feel like that's a huge thing that happens with people. And it's so detrimental to just walk away from everything and everyone, but we still need to get that regulation. So thank you for just reminding us of that. Um, Another thing that I think that comes up is when our expectations of what our spouse will do when they don't meet reality, you talk about that as well. Can you tell us more about how we can walk through those kinds of issues?
1: Yeah, so when we have an expectation that doesn't match reality, discontentment Mm -hmm. is what follows, but not just discontentment, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes in our lives, in our professional pursuit, in our relationships, Mm -hmm. we're measuring ourselves against some sort of standard. For our life and mm-hmm. these are those expectations when we measure ourselves in the gap between where we are and what the standard or expectation says we should be mm-hmm. then what follows is shame
0: mm-hmm. guilt fear mm-hmm.
1: anger yeah. all these tough emotions yeah now if a person uh lives in an emotionally unhealthy way mm-hmm. When these expectations for their lives are held with such a tight grip, then basically they're fueling more shame, guilt, and fear in their life, and they're Mm -hmm. operating from this place. You know, our book is called Start From Joy, and Start From Joy is all about recognizing these patterns of shame, guilt, and fear and getting back to a place of joy instead
0: Oh that's great. So you see the different patterns these nine different types of patterns it sounds like.
1: Yes, there's so many like different types of patterns that are inspired by uh shame, guilt, fear, anger and a lot of that comes from expectations that we carry into a, our relationships. So we need to be willing to challenge those expectations and where they come from. You know, those expectations in our book We call the expectations false scripts. Uh, When we hold on to them so tightly and don't challenge them, they create shame, guilt, and fear. So an expectation someone might have about their life is, you know, I should be married by the time I'm 30. Mm -hmm. What happens when you're not married by the time you're 30? Or I should have kids by the time I'm 30. What happens when you don't have kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or uh, conflict is bad. That's an expectation. Well, what happens when you're in a conflict in your marriage? These expectations, when we hold on to them tightly and don't challenge them, Mm -hmm. this is what causes those patterns of shame, guilt, and fear that then produce hard emotions that we then need to escape in maladaptive ways. (laughs) You see, and this sabotages us in the long run. This destroys the fabric of our relationships time after time.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And I think that we get very lost in these negative scripts and you're just reminding us that there is another way and that's going to come through doing the healthy work. Obviously we're excited about your book because you're leading us toward healthy, emotional processing and joy, which I like keeping books like that on my shelf. I try to read at least one like that every year because it really does shore us up. But now I want to ask you about another piece of that, which is flow because Really, I think it's connected when we find our flow, but I want to hear you talk about flow and how you think it's connected to finding joy. This is my favorite part of what you talk about.
1: Yeah, so flow is a really fun topic. You know, I'll say this at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, psychologist and professor Adam Grant, who I love his books, mm-hmm. one of my favorite authors, Ooh, thank you but
0: for
1: he said that the number one predictor of well-being during the pandemic it wasn't having an optimistic spirit or being grateful or happiness it was people who engaged in flow Mm. people who were able to tap into flow were more happy and more emotionally Mm. well during this chaotic period in modern day society Mm. and so Flow is extremely powerful for tapping into joy. What it is, for those of you who don't know what flow is, it's this concept developed by positive psychologists. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to give it my best yeah. attempt, but Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi mm-hmm. is, my, is my attempt. But he describes flow, he's the founder of this concept, as the state of a complete immersion in an activity. So it's that uh, time when you're so immersed in a project that your sense of self, time, and place all fade away. That's Mm -hmm. what flow is, you know, when you get so lost into something because you're enjoying it. Mm. Uh, So flow is actually proven to help with. Emotional regulation, meaning, fulfillment in life, motivation, performance, even learning. You retain things better when you're in a state of flow. But not only that, being in flow, it's fun. Mm -hmm. So as we engage in more flow activities, we inevitably end up enjoying life more.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. I love that. He's reminding us that it really wasn't about finding ways to just, you know, do a new activity. It was finding that is the creative piece, is really what I'm hearing there. Is that what you would say? That flow has a lot to do with creativity.
1: Absolutely. And I, I will say this too. Our modern day society mm-hmm. is an enemy to flow. Mm-hmm. Like um wow. There's so much distraction and we've normalized multitasking and doom scrolling, which all of these, instead of all of these activities, instead of engaging our brains, which is what flow does, Mm -hmm. it numbs our brain. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be able to tap into activities that Mm -hmm. we can get lost in. You know, these are hobbies. Mm -hmm. Uh, These can be relationships with people, you know, like just having a great conversation with someone Mm -hmm. and not have your phone around you.
0: (laughs) Mm, I do like that one. That's a great one.
1: Yeah. These are all, uh, joy producers in our lives.
0: So flow is part of that. I didn't realize that. And I love to hear you say that because I was, that was going to be my next question. Like, what are some examples of people's ways to find flow? And you're saying, One of them is, which I love, and I saw this in your article too, avoiding the doom scrolling. Like that is huge. And can you talk about that for a minute? Just what you've seen in culture?
1: Yeah. So doom scrolling is like mindlessly scrolling on social media to engage our brains. So, uh, and this actually is an emotional health thing. Like if you think about it, whenever you feel boredom or the fear of being still or even just any uncomfortable emotion. We have this device in our pockets. We take it out and we get a quick dopamine hit, mm. but then we keep scrolling and we keep scrolling and we saw the latest politics and we saw the latest <laughs> debate. You know, we've <laughs> saw the latest like part Part of cancel culture, you know, like (laughs) we're kind of feeding our brain stuff that drags us in the muck and mire doesn't help us. It doesn't engage our brains and it doesn't give us joy.
0: Hmm. Well, I like how you're reminding us you know, maybe you do need to check for a moment, but be intentional with your time. And you're saying, find your flow with creativity, with conversation, with community. I love that. I also loved how you are calling us to celebrate because something that I think some of us, including myself can get stuck on is, okay, we need to do the emotional stuff. We need to do the lament. How do you feel that we can get out of that when it's time to come back to joy? And I noticed celebration is part of what you mentioned here.
1: Yeah, you know, gratitude really is tied in with joy. It's Mm -hmm. just central to joy. Mm -hmm. And we can hold hard things in our hands Mm -hmm. and yet uh, counterbalance it with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I can mourn that my life is not what I thought it would be, Mm -hmm. but I can also be thankful that I'm not where I was a year ago. Hmm. I might not be where I want to be, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful that mm-hmm. I'm not. Do you see how I'm balancing that? And yeah. people, this is this is where some Enneagram types can get lost. Uh, mm-hmm. Some Enneagram types more than others, they can sit in that morning, but not counterbalance it with gratitude. So mm-hmm. they'll sit in that morning so much so that it can suck them in, mm-hmm. and they can isolate, you know, in the more unhelpful side of parts, yeah, or mm-hmm. types. Um, but then there can also be types on the reverse mm-hmm. that sit in that gratitude without the emotional reckoning of mm-hmm. the hard stuff, and so mm-hmm. they'll sit in that gratitude, but it doesn't feel real. Mm. because they haven't felt the pain on the other side that makes that gratitude more meaningful.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And you've talked about how self-care can become self-sabotage when you just, and I think this is huge um, for people who get lost there, who, you know, just want to lament and feel. And and maybe that was even, I think for those of us studying the Enneagram, sometimes even newer behaviors, like, okay, this is, I'm a three or I'm an eight or I'm a seven um, or I'm a two. I'm going to put on some, some depth. And I've heard this from a lot of ones also of just how do I get out? And so you're saying gratitude is huge and don't self-sabotage. It sounds like also your self-care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Like We need to be grateful in our lives. But gratitude doesn't come uh, at the expense of feeling hard stuff. Oftentimes, the gratitude that feels most meaningful Mm -hmm. for us Mm -hmm. is when we actually sit with the hard stuff and can actually then be grateful for Mm -hmm. where we are.
0: Mm yeah instead of pushing it aside it's like okay i i have experienced this i know that concept of the gap and the gain like here's the loss within my business within my family marriage self health whatever it is but to be able to then step into the gratitude It sounds healthier than kind of saying, okay, I feel the loss. I feel the lament. I'm doing the emotional bypass. What can I do to rob Peter to pay Paul? And it sounds like you're saying, just come clean with it.
1: Absolutely. Just be be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. I'll say that a lot of people are dishonest with how they are feeling because they don't want to go there.
0: Hmm. That's huge. There's,
1: there's a whole narrative about like, I don't want to go there. You know, I'm just going to be um, grateful. But when you're doing that, and this might sound harsh, but gratitude becomes a form of gaslighting yourself.
0: Wow. I didn't you, even you, know
1: that. Yeah. You use gratitude in a way that's like convincing you out of your reality. Mm. When you can be honest and real about how hard things are and things aren't what you expected. Mm
0: -hmm. But then
1: balance that with the gratitude that you're still alive and kicking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I like how you're saying the gratitude can become a toxic gratitude if you're not really facing the fullness of your situation. And it can be, I'm just going to shove that down. And even gaslighting yourself, that is a great reminder because I do think sometimes we're looking at, okay, this is how this person hurt me. And we have that availability bias. I'm healthier than they are emotionally. Or I give myself the ability to externalize. I was only upset because I did X, Y, or Z. They're upset because they're a bad person. And when we do that, we miss the opportunities for, like you said, being honest with ourselves. So I And I think this is a great topic for a three to teach us about what do you feel like have been some practices for you to learn how to grow honest in that way with yourself? Because I think all of us, when we're in our three space, um, really do struggle with that sometimes.
1: Yes. So the number one practice for me has been journaling. Okay. Putting pen pen to paper and allowing myself to be fully honest on the page.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: And sometimes my thoughts and my emotions will detangle themselves as they make it fr- on their way from my head to the tip of my pen. Mm-hmm. And so I I journal every morning, I pray every morning, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's the work of detangling a lot of what I'm feeling, processing, giving mm-hmm. myself some perspective and meaning. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes my prayer time that follows afterwards is me releasing that.
0: Okay, yeah. That's interesting. So the journaling can be just anything. You might even have that thought last minute, and yet it's coming out of your head onto paper. And I'm hearing that almost like the verbal processing that we hear ones, twos, and sixes need a lot. I really want to expand that here with us all that you're saying being honest with yourself is important for every type, right?
1: Absolutely. Like journaling is a powerful practice for any type. Yeah, I think- Every, just about every type is pushing for more clarity and mm-hmm. peace in their life. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, you can't arrive at clarity and peace if you don't make space.
0: Mm-hmm. That or, is the bottom line. Yeah. You're like, journaling has been your way. And 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 it's a form of, I guess, verbal processing in that sense of like, I'm getting it out of my head in somewhere else, or in some people do need to orate it. But But either way, you're saying whatever your type, don't feel like You can just kind of keep it stuffed inside as a half unfinished thought. Finish the thought. Finish the feeling because it's there anyway and it's going to be controlling you anyway.
1: Absolutely. I know journaling is really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they feel like they show up to a blank page and they don't know what to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Or Mm
1: -hmm. they don't have the time for it. Yeah. And I would say this the more you give time for it, the more you create that space and the more you show up, the easier it becomes.
0: Mm, Yeah. Okay. So it's encouraging to hear that because a lot of people are like, what do I do? So, and what else would you say briefly of just how can people connect if they wake up? Do you like to try that first thing? Do you like to do this midday? Do you set aside time, recommend anything in terms of the when and the how otherwise?
1: I like to do it first thing in the morning. Now, that's just me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am a
1: morning person. Okay. I wake up at like five in the morning and I'm ready to get after it. Now, I don't recommend that for everyone. If nighttime is your jam, go Mm -hmm. for it right before bed. Or Mm -hmm. if following lunch is your peak time, Mm -hmm. do it then but okay. just find a time of day that works for you. For me, my mind is most clear right in the morning when I wake up. So that's when I do it.
0: Oh, that's great. And people can really probably, I think most of us can relate to that, that before everything gets moving and going, that we are thinking about things with more crystallized thoughts. So it's it's helpful to Really, just say, you know, I haven't really gotten moving yet. Let me sit here. Let me have my coffee, my tea, whatever. And now this writing process begins. And do you find that flow sometimes comes here and ideas come here too? Or do you find this is just more of a purging?
1: I always have flow in those early hours. Mm. It's just when my brain is most alive. You know, I try to keep my phone away from me. So Mm, I don't have the temptation to scroll on social media or check email. Mm -hmm. I just grab my journal and my Bible and my notebook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's just what I grab in the morning. And I always go into a time of flow. And these are often when my best ideas come.
0: Wow. So cool to hear such good reminders for people that As they're trying to process how do they get through emotions, I'm sure you do all of it sometimes because that's definitely how I am where you're hitting some walls emotionally and then you push past those walls with feeling the feelings and doing the work and just being in it and pausing and like you said, breathing. And then sometimes from that space, you have an idea, you have a mission because you want to help other people with what you've learned.
1: Absolutely. Mm.
0: Man, that is awesome. I'm so glad. And you're very refreshing. And I just know that Carly and you just bring such gifts to the world. I also can imagine that from your book, we're going to get more tips on joy and just internalized journaling prompts. So tell us more about that and any other tips you want to share.
1: Absolutely. So to tell you about the book, it's called Start From Joy. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle is Trade, Shame, Guilt, and Fear for a lasting change, a lighter spirit, and a more fulfilling life. And really, the whole concept of what it means to start from joy, it's all about interrupting these patterns of shame, guilt, and fear in our life whenever we're trying to do something important, whether it's uh, getting healthy, getting out of debt, uh, getting a new job, uh, deepening our relationships with whatever positive change we're seeking, not pursuing that from a place of shame guilt and fear Mm -hmm. because what we found through research and through uh so seeing so many clients in our therapy practice Mm -hmm. it's that when you start from joy you end with joy but -hmm. when a person starts from shame guilt and fear they often compound these patterns. Oh, wow. So they end up with more shame, more guilt, more fear. And so instead of having this motivation from a place of shame, which is, you know, I'm not good enough. I am not enough or guilt. I've done wrong or fear. uh, Something bad will happen if I don't change this. These are a lot of the motivations with which we pursue health, Mm -hmm. money, relationships, Work, parenting. We have these patterns of shame, guilt, and fear, which came from uh trauma in our life for false grips that we are holding on to. And the seven principles and start from joy, it's all about replacing that with joy so that you can create lasting change. Because, like I said at the top of this episode, you stick to the things you enjoy. So, if you want to create lasting change in your health, your wealth, your work, whatever you're trying to do, mm. you've got to start from joy. Because as you start from joy, you learn to enjoy things, you tap into flow, you're able to stick with things, you're able to achieve lasting change. Mm. Now, this is this is the missing piece that a lot of people have when it comes to goal achievement and habits they're talking about, oh, they're talking about it as if it's just a matter of changing your behavior. But really, there's an emotional side to all of this. We have to look at these motivations, these expectations that we're holding on to, the way shame, guilt, and fear shows up in our life, how we're responding to shame, guilt, and fear, and navigate our way through these emotions so that we can arrive at joy. Mm -hmm. That's what the book's about.
0: Okay. So if we do, I'm just clarifying that if we try to do that emotional bypassing before, it sounds like you're saying we'll probably end up projecting or producing something that it just isn't very healthy.
1: Yeah. It's not healthy and we burn out. know, mm-hmm. in, in the book, I talk about me in my first business mm-hmm. where a lot of the motivation for starting this business was shame and fear. You know, I, attached my identity to this business because I wanted it to basically be a monument to prove that I was someone worthy in the world. Mm-hmm. But what happened was whenever I experienced any setback or inevitable failure, failure is just part of business, right? Mm-hmm. But whenever I experienced that, uh, it caused me to spiral in shame. My mm-hmm. identity was married to this business. And so I ended up burning out and letting go of that business. Mm. But then in my next business, I was in a much healthier emotional place. And so I could divorce my worth from what I was building. And I was able to start from joy. And now that business is still growing and thriving today.
0: Oh, that's so cool that you, this is a personal journey that you've walked. So your confidence goes all so much farther up when you have that qualitative story to go, Hey, this was my narrative too. I get it. I see where the failures came in and what a bright gift you're giving to the world. You and Carly, so we get her expertise and warmth too.
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh. Thank you. This is so awesome. And how can our listeners catch up with you for this daily joy, for this experience? Because I know you guys are all over now and I'm so glad I got to hear from you from a mutual friend, Jamie Slingerland. That was so cool too.
1: Yeah. So you can find us at enjoycowellness.com. We have our weekly newsletter, which we call the joy letter, which is just Mm -hmm. emotional health strategies for modern day stressful world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you should definitely sign up there. But most importantly, if you want to get the book, you can buy the book at your favorite book retailer, anywhere where you go to buy books. But if you buy the book, go to slash book, enter your receipt number there, and you will get a ton of bonuses like trainings no. uh, from both me and Carly. And it, it's it's amazing.
0: my gosh, I'm so happy you gave us that inroads. So we're linking that in the show notes also, because what I've just enjoyed of, you know, learning about the two of you is I feel the lightness when I open up your letters and sometimes I feel like, of course, there's different people you want to hear from for different reasons, but especially right now when we're sharing this episode around the holidays to have some joy, to have some hope. These are just such life-giving practices. So thank you for the timing of coming on our show too.
1: Yes, I'm so pumped about this. We're about to have a joyful holiday time. And I will say this, our book, Start From Joy, comes out January Third, right at the start of the new year. And that was intentional because we want everyone to start their year with joy, start from joy. And so it's the perfect timing for this book to release. So add it to your Amazon wish list, your Amazon card, or wherever you buy books and get ready for an amazing new year with joy.
0: Oh, we will. And we will prep and preview with your news. Thank you so much for coming on today, Neil.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you guys for joining Neil and I on today's show. What a great way to start your new year with joy. Whenever you're listening, I hope this episode was so refreshing for you. If you are listening live or anytime December 2022, also make sure you go over to our show notes for your special deal or use the code DAY, D-A-Y one the number one sign to get $10 off a of glow guide and every single day keep in touch with us. We are so happy thankful for you and all the beautiful work you're doing out there to shine to glow, and especially after today's wonderful chat with Neil, to also have a flow state that is unique to you and who you are created to be. So love to see all the beautiful, beautiful things you're doing out there. Keep up the great work. Give yourself a huge pat on the back, a hug, have a little dance party, hang Christmas lights, whatever is going to help you to feel that joy and that flow. You know we are doing the same right with you. We got you Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.